You're listening to the Lean Six Sigma for Good podcast. We help you learn how Lean and Six Sigma concepts can be applied to nonprofits, NGOs, and not-for-profit organizations. Visit us at LeanSixSigmaForGood.com. My name is Lisa Earls. I'm actually part of um, operational improvement under organizational excellence. Okay. So where I was just a senior consultant under the lean team before, now I'm um, an operational improvement consultant under organizational excellence. (laughs) Okay. Um, We actually have expanded our role within the university. So it's a good thing. Um, We've become part of organizational excellence, which is a a service that's offered through the Shared Services Center at the University of Michigan. Um, So we've actually expanded from specifically lean focused, although that's still the underlying core of everything that we're doing. I've been at the, I guess, to talk about where I'm at now, I've been at the University of Michigan for two years as of yesterday um, and been working with my colleagues, Krista Schulte and Colin Moore. We're just a small team of three at the University of Michigan. Um, We're there to provide support around lean process improvement and um, organizational consulting, helping with um, process issues across campus. Colin actually supports the Shared Services Center, which is a -a one-of-a-kind organization where we have 27 teams utilizing lean and daily work, which is a system that was um, designed by my supervisor, my boss, Krista Schulte. She's been there about five years at the University of Michigan and brought lean into um, the business and finance area, really. So so my role is to support all the rest of the campus in in the most part, is to share. um, We have teams that utilize lean and daily work, which is a signature system that I mentioned, where we teach lean principles and provide tools for teams within different parts of the university. And then we provide support and coaching and mentoring on an ongoing basis for them. Um, It's really a shift from trying to teach individuals lean to put out into universities. That's a lot of times how universities handle lean. Um, We actually bring in whole teams and try to teach them together over a course of four months how to really start to just think about problem solving differently and utilizing the huddle board and um, our, our version of PDCA, which is called an everyday lean idea um, form. We have about um, 30 teams on campus that are utilizing lean and daily work. And again, the 27 teams internal to the Shared Services Center. That represents a small overall total of the, I think, 35,000 people that are employed at the University of Michigan, but um, has has been very successful in uh, the College of LSNA, which is one of our larger colleges. We are working through the School of Public Health. Um, we've worked on consulting with our School of Dentistry and um, School of Information. So we're in many different areas of the university. In, okay. In yeah, that was going to be a question is just kind of how spread is this program out throughout the university in terms of the different schools? You mentioned LSA. What What's that? That's the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts, I believe, okay. what that stands for. So that's one of the larger schools. Um, and their whole finance group is has gone through lean and daily work um, through the course and continues to use it. Um, And then the School of Information, as I mentioned, where we've actually had some more 
student facing teams that come in and, and work with us as well. Um, student life has also been through lean and daily work. We've had a couple um, teams from our finance group, the overall finance group, School of Public Health. Um, we're currently working with the Ross School of Business, um, our graduate school, the Marie Rockham Graduate School has a few different teams that have come through. So different areas. We've, we're trying to reach um, at least every single college or unit on campus. Okay. And how long has this program been going on with um, within the university? You've been there two years, but has it, yeah. has it started many years before that? Or um, the lean the lean program was started when um, let's see about six years ago. Okay. And lean and daily work was conceived and, and put into place. Probably we're in about our fourth year with that program. So what led you to University of Michigan? Oh, my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met Krista. So I used to work at the University of North Dakota. Um, okay. And if you back up further than that, I, I went to graduate school for industrial organizational psychology. So I've always mm -hmm. been really interested in how people work and, and how to make work effective and a better place to be because people spend so much time there. Yeah. I've always been pretty passionate about that. Um, I ended up working at the University of North Dakota in a different role, um, you know, not necessarily doing that. There was no process improvement program or lean program there. And um, I attended the Lean in Higher Education Conference um, because I was really interested in kind of understanding how to, you could see all around the opportunities for improvement, um, but I didn't know exactly how to put them into place. And so I went to that conference in 2015, and that's where I met Krista, who's my current boss. Yeah. Um, she and I worked in professional organizations together in different roles. Um, we led a lean community of practice for NCCI, which is the, if you're not familiar with um, uh -huh. that, that is a really spectacular group of colleges, the national something, continuous improvement. So it's all around people who are, who are engaged in improvement in higher education specifically. I can send you a link for them. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I'll collect up yeah. all the links and yeah. um, acronyms. So Krista and I, yeah, we we worked together through that way. And actually, I was um, I had been at the University of North Dakota and put into place a, a program that was utilizing and teaching lean and and doing process improvement on my own. Um, I had left that position actually to travel, and 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 uh, Krista had an open position. So when I came back, that was just a situation that worked out really well. So University of Michigan obviously is, is just a stellar institution. It's such a um, well-known college and to be in a program, to be able to come into a program that was already existing and supported um, that could provide opportunities. It just was really a great fit for me. It's exactly what I wanted to do. And, and um, I was really lucky to be able to get the job and to be here. Yeah, because I think Michigan had a pretty good they had a pretty good connection with the auto industry, right? And so I think there's been a lot of process improvement activity happening over the years. Just seeing the progression of the auto industry over the decades, it makes a lot of sense that they would have a pretty good improvement program, or at least heading in that direction. Yeah, I think there's definitely an openness to it because so many 
so many staff and faculty here have at least heard of lean or, or have a familiarity with the with manufacturing and um, engineering. I think that does absolutely help um, the program that's in place now. Like I said, we're we're three people, um, so very small group, but we have we try to have a big reach, and we're actually partnered pretty closely with the our. There's a, a similar program through the Michigan Medicine on the Michigan Medicine side. They have a large continuous improvement group there that has really helped um, in kind of kickstart this, the one on the campus side. And then is, are there programs in place now where the students are going through coursework that's similar? Like, uh, is there an engineering school or business school? Are they covering these topics at all with current students? Yeah, um, it's not something that we're engaged with. Okay. Uh, I know that there there are some some lean courses taught for professionals um, in Six Sigma, specifically through the engineering department. Um, we have worked with students in a different capacity. We we worked with students that were part of the Arger Leadership Group, where they were starting. Um, they were part of a program where they were able to kind of kickstart um, a business that was designed to help in a different way. And, and we went in and helped teach them A3 problem solving to really help them start to understand what they were addressing and how they could move forward. And that was used this last year. So that was our first real chance to, to work directly with students. And it was really, it was really great. That's one of the best parts about being on a campus is, yeah. is the energy from students. Where do you, where are you getting most of the, the demand or pull? for the support or where you said that um, one of the schools is you're getting a lot of momentum there. Is that the dentistry or where else would you say you're getting a lot of uh, interest? Yeah, I think with the launch of organizational excellence over the, the summer, before that we really were just word of mouth. So once, um, once one team would kind of discover us, it would spread through that the college. And so a lot of our, a lot of our customers have been that way. Um, right now, what we're seeing is, especially with the shift in the pandemic, with the remote work and some of the real um, chasms, I guess, in process that have just shown themselves based on how we're working, there have been more reach outs just for the consulting side of things for us to just come in. And, and even when we're consulting, we still do it in a way that we're working directly with staff and engaging them along the way. Again, we use A3s really to help bring them through. Although we're not training and teaching them these methods, we're trying to impart a lot of the lean um, tools and, and mindsets as we're talking to them. So the, when we're consulting, it's not like we're coming in and saying, here's what's wrong. We're just highlighting what they're unable to see or what you know is difficult for them to, to, to actually look at visibly. But that's that's definitely the pull. Right now, we're seeing a lot of interest in 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 that. Great. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that you're hearing from groups? I mean, are are you getting the traditional pushback around these are manufacturing concepts, or this doesn't apply to the work we're doing, um, or is it a different set of feedback or challenges that come up? Yeah, I think. What we see when we are, in my mind, it kind of divides into the transactional side teams and then the teams that are not so much um, transactional. So again, at the Shared Services Center, these are teams that are processing um, AP, AR, HR things are all centralized and processed. So they have, they have a real 
nature of seeing metrics and, and understanding things a little differently. What we hear from teams that don't function in that way is it, it's difficult for them to kind of shift the mindset of, you know, getting over my work is different. We, yeah. we really try to teach them that, you know, all work is measurable. Uh, I think people that have worked in, in higher ed and especially more project-based work or, or student services, there hasn't been an emphasis on a customer perspective. It's just like this piece is just not, not a, it's just harder for them to kind of get there sometimes. So when we use terms like, you know, customer and um, that, it, there's not this transactional feeling to the work that they do. So what other things are you working on right now? So that you, so you've got the program. Um, so is that like a, you said it was a four month program? Yes. Lena Daily talk, would you be able to talk through just some of the elements of the different weeks? Or is it like what that program looks like? Is it once a month or is it once a week or twice a week? Yeah. Or And what are some of the topics, like you said, daily huddles and sure. day three? Yeah, um, it, it's interesting because it's it's kind of a work in progress right now, right? We're yeah. always improving. Um, and we have, we're, we're, we're switching to this online. We did not do online training before the pandemic and now everything we do is online. So we've made a lot of adjustments, but our traditional lean and daily workforce is um, a four hour training once a month. And then there is basically work that they take back with them as a team to work on. And then, and then we come and coach in place every two weeks to kind of check in on them and make sure that they're making progress. And the five pieces or parts of lean and daily work that we teach are um, metrics, um, a huddle board, which we provide. And, and now we have an online version of that. Okay. Um, the, um, we do leadership walks, the everyday lean ideas, which I talked about, which is the PDCA. Um, and then um, leadership walks, oh, huddles. We already said that, the oh, huddles. Okay. <laughs> yeah, daily huddles. So it's metrics. Sounds like a really good foundational yeah. elements like when I think about setting up the infrastructure for mm -hmm. good improvements it's like those are the really key things to have like you can you can talk about value stream mapping and Kanban and all this stuff but if that piece isn't set up right yeah. there's nowhere for those ideas to go and there's no infrastructure to improve and refine it so I think those are really great areas to focus on for new teams to get that built in there so yeah. You, can, you can add tools and t techniques on top of that fairly easily. Absolutely. Yeah. And we find that, um, you know, we use, we talk about it, you know, like riding a bike where you start out very wobbly and you go slow and you, and you eventually start to get your training wheels off. And that's about the point of the four months is, is we're just getting the training wheels off. And then we provide ongoing mentoring because sometimes these teams are in places where they're the only team doing this and there's no real um, support network, you know, right around them. So we try to create an environment where they they can be cross supported or or find other teams to work with. Um, that's one way that we're really pushing right now is to to develop maybe almost like a mentorship between staff in an environment where they work in very different areas on very different things, but they're all trying to to utilize this system and they're all working on the same. Um, with the same tools. If you like this topic, please check out Lean Six Sigma for Good, Lessons from the Gemba. Volume one is released and available through Amazon. We will soon have an audible version coming out early 2020, and we're working on volume two as we speak. 
Volume 1 has eight chapters written by different authors who share their experiences applying Lean and Six Sigma to not-for-profit organizations. All proceeds from the sales of the book series will go to the nonprofits selected by the authors. Thanks for your support. So is that that mentoring and coaching part of that, is that informal or is there is that part of the program that there's structure to that or based yeah. on just how much help they want? The coaching is is part of the program as far as what they get from us. We come, we coach them every couple of weeks. We give them a chance. We give them the opportunity to continue for three months post-course where we'll come and check in with them. Um, and the mentorship piece that I mentioned is actually something I've been trying to work on and think about adding in. It's kind of a, a, a part of it that I feel like might be beneficial for new teams coming in. We also do, um, we have a community of practice that we started last fall at the university called Empowering Blue that is designed for staff and faculty. We, we have an hour about every six weeks where we come in and do some learning. We try to connect everyone, um, provide opportunities to share knowledge. And that's something that we didn't have in place or we had a community of practice around lean that probably lasted a year and a half and kind of fell off, you know, communities of practice are kind of hard to maintain and yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a new thing that we've brought back in for folks that are interested in the kind of work we do even if they haven't engaged with us otherwise yeah i think those are really great um it doesn't get brought up very much in a lot of organizations or even in the lean community but i see that you know the ability for people to have conversations with others in other groups and you have this kind of inf not informal but it is you know, open discussion, um, you know, maybe you have a topic, but then there's open dialogue and you're networking. Mm -hmm. I think that's so helpful for organizations to be able to say, um, I, I don't want to go talk to the lean team necessarily. I don't want to talk to my manager. I want to talk to a peer of someone else or just meet someone new and hear what they're doing. And I think that is uh, what I like about the communities of practice model is that it, it, allows people to get different perspectives through the uh, non-formal channels that maybe are in place today that I found some just really great uh, movement of, of activity and improvements in other areas because they've made a connection with another group that never would have thought of connecting them, you know, normally, I guess. It's interesting. People, I think, want to feel connected and, and especially, again, the remote work for university employees is a very new thing, I think, you know, different than manufacturing. This yeah. is this is an area we haven't been in before. So helping to create connections when we're not in the same place is been is, is an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about the everyday ideas program? Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, our everyday lean ideas, um, they're part of our huddle board it, um, as far as it's a form that you fill out that takes you through PDCA and we have um, basically writing up a problem statement and then learning as much as you can about it. So we have our ready and explore uh, and the explore phase is where we in, you know, talk about gathering data for a benchmark and understanding, doing as much understanding of root cause of the problem as possible. Then we try and experiment. That experiment gets after the experiment, we remeasure, we see where we're at. Did we make any improvement? Yes or no? And then what are we going to try next? So it's an incremental problem solving approach that we have different team that we have the teams apply to the issues that they're they're trying to understand. Um, and it's it works pretty well. Once I, I think it's like a 
we're trying to provide a nice structured way to think about problems. And the, the roles that a lot of these folks play is, is the faster I can come up with a solution and throw it in place, you know, the more accolades I get and the better I feel about what I'm doing. So we really try to make it um, very, not slow it down, but just make them think a little more about yeah. assumptions and try to try to dial that back. At the Shared Services Center, we have something called the Innovation Index, where those um, all those improvements are entered into a database. So we track the amount dollars and hours saved. Um, that's again something that I don't think happens a lot in higher education, where they're actually trying to calculate savings of of improvements. Um, we do it because we offer. Our goal is to offer more without increasing costs for campus customers. That's one of our strategic missions. So the one way we do that is by saving time and resources and absorbing new work. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to look at it is to not cut out resources, um, but say we can offer more value, more services to our community and students and uh, you know the staff than what we cur currently could. And it's not at it's not be stressing people out and working harder it's hopefully easier and that you know it's easy to absorb that extra work because it's things are running more smoothly yeah yeah that's the goal <laughs> <laughs> so teams use these everyday lean ideas um in different ways on different teams it's it's pretty tightly controlled in the like i said in the shared services center there's an actual um endpoint but when we're teaching it, it's really about how can you ensure that you're not missing steps when you're trying to address some bigger carrier problems. You know, I think about the the change management side of it of, of changing something that you don't know the impact of the other department or groups and you find mm -hmm. out through maybe going through a little bit more research and discussions that, oh, this is gonna cause a problem for the next process or downstream. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's or even the, is, does this improvement actually work? You know, it looked better right. initially, but now we've actually looked at it over a couple of weeks and it's not really any better than what we had before. And why is that? Yeah, and I think um, something we hear from teams too is, is things feel like they're bad, right? Like, I feel like this doesn't work very well or I feel like there's a lot of people struggling with this problem. And then when we actually put the data into it and we, we ask them to really try to understand the problem, um, often we find that that feeling is, is not a good indication of if something is working well or not. It's, you may have a couple people with a big problem, or you may have a lot of people with a small problem, but yeah. you know, it's really like, how can you, how can you focus your resources where it's going to do the most good, um, and, and take the, the feeling piece out of it yeah. as a measure yeah. of <laughs> bad or good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 How is the, um, ability to gather data or collect metrics or extract data out of the systems? How well is that right now with um, within the university system? That's, you know, it's very, it's very different. Every team works with different systems. It's a large university. It's very decentralized in a lot of ways. So we really work with teams to help them understand what is going to give them direction in um, seeking value for their customers, right? So there's really easy for a lot of teams to throw up a vanity metric and say, we do a lot of it and that's mm -hmm. great, but we really try to help them understand um, that their metrics need to be directional. It needs to really 
show them exactly where they need to look to, to start to dig into issues. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a challenge. There's some, some teams that we work with have never looked at data to understand things, you know? And so that's a piece of, of our teaching is to help them create metrics that are gonna be effective. And you know, when we were actually back mm -hmm. in the office, our huddle boards are dry erase um, for a reason because they have to be flexible in realizing that sometimes what they think is gonna work is not. Yeah. And so they can erase it. And, and start over with something different. That's another, that's another piece of the teaching is that and even with Eli's, these experiments are gonna fail sometimes and, and creating a culture where um, team members are able to experiment and, and not always be right is, is also a big part of what we're trying to help them understand. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You said you, teams are switching over to a virtual like huddle board. Is yeah. there a, a like Excel version or is there a software that's being used or? We use, um, we have a few different teams kind of find what works for them, but um, our own board, we use Miro, yep. um, that software. And um, some teams use a Jamboard, some teams use Google Slides or Sheets. Um, there's certain components of our huddle board that we really recommend that they're putting on to their own. Um, we do a team temperature. There's a team temperature on there. The Eli's have a place to move across the board. Um, the Eli's, as, can you, what was that again? Oh, Everyday Lean Ideas. Oh yeah, okay. Eli's, yeah. yeah, they're actually a visual part of the board that they move from bucket to bucket as they're thinking about them um, and as they're working through them. Is that a, like a document that they download and then start filling out or is it like retained in a database of some sort where they can update it, a file yeah, or have, a record? We have a is we have a just a fillable PDF that they yeah. use um, when they're when they're remote or a piece of paper, um, which <laughs> is kind of an interesting idea to have them print a piece of paper and write on it. But uh -huh. it does help kind of with the thinking. Um, so yeah, it's a fillable PDF. Yeah. Um, just any other successes or, or I guess what is going really what's going well or has any teams had any good successes you could share or. Is it still early to gather up any kind of major major improvements yet? Yeah, I think overall, there's a few things. The shift to online has, again, kickstarted our team to really um, explore how we're teaching and, and how the learning is taking place for our teams. I think the Shared Services Center is just one of the biggest examples of success. Um, or there's 27 teams, it's only about, it's almost six years old. So the actual idea of the Shared Services Center was relatively new to the university. And it was basically centralizing again, some of these um, main practices. It was a difficult transition for the university to make for staff. It wasn't a smooth thing when it was created. Our um, leader there, Pam Gable is the executive director. She has really instituted a few key pieces that have made it very successful. And one of them is, is utilizing the lean and daily work system. The teams are all well-versed in continuous improvement. They're consistently looking for ways to make things better for our campus partners. And we're one of the only types of service centers like that. We have accumulated a lot of savings in hours and time. We have a very high engagement score. We have a very, um, 
positive culture, it's just a really great place. And I think Lean and Daily Work is a part of that. Um, and we definitely have campus partners that um, have seen impacts and changes just in the way that their teams communicate, in the way that they're able to think about problems um, more broadly, like you said, in a process, um, and to impact changes and just really empowering them to think about, you know, what if we tried this? And even just that kind of phrase is something that can, it can impact a lot of positive change for people mm -hmm. in their roles. So do you mainly cover Ann Arbor and the school system there, or is there satellite locations that are involved as well? Um, well, we, we serve the main Ann Arbor campus. There are Flint and Dearborn schools as well that um, we have engaged with just a little bit, but as we are able to provide services and, and they're wanted, then we're, yeah, we're able to work with them as well. Um, we teach a, a few different courses consistently, one being related to project management with kind of a lean mindset. Okay. Um, our foundations course is open um, and that's just really the entry level kind of learn about these concepts of lean and, and how process improvement and continuous improvement can work in your job. And then um, we offer an A3 course as well and some different things, offerings as people need them along with lean and daily work. So people could take a one-off course yeah. as yeah. well, not just have to go through the program. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. You mentioned like uh, maybe a networking group of higher education. Is there any other organizations that you're part of or aware of that are working towards kind of this outreach of lean principles and concepts into higher education? Yeah. Well, um, Lean HE is is a tremendous organization that's the international organization for lean and higher education okay um, and we have a lot of friends and colleagues that work um in other on other continents that are doing really amazing things and um so that conference actually we held it was the first time it was in the u.s we we hosted that conference in november of 2019 okay. and um that's one of the best that that's one of the best groups to to um, share and, and learn from, I think. Um, NCCI was the other group that I mentioned, and that although not lean focused, they do um, they do have an annual conference where they they do have some lean pieces to it, but it's really overall people who are working towards improvement in higher education in a, ver a variety of ways. So. Any, you, you know, we all have the same kinds of heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. How about uh, there's a Michigan Lean Consortium? Are you is, tied in yeah. with them at all? Yeah, I have not been heavily involved with them, but um, but I've heard good things. I follow kind of what their events are. I think coming in right. So right when I came into the role, we were planning for the conference and then it was the pandemic. And so, and I haven't lived in Michigan. I've only lived in Michigan two years. So okay. um, yeah. yeah, they have lean coffees. and, and Yeah, I think I've attended a couple of those. Yeah. There's good. also um, Eric Olson from Cal Poly runs a really great organization on the West Coast that he invites other people to attend as well. Um, sometimes geared more towards manufacturing, but he gets some education folks there too. He's great to hook up to work with he's teaches in their engineering department and is does a lot of really tremendous work with outreach great that's exactly what i was hoping for um anything else you wanted to share or 
Is there what's the plan going forward? I guess maybe is it continued expansion of the program, or is there new things you're looking at offering, or like maybe around the do you actually do like facilitation of events or anything like that, Kaizen events, or is it still just kind of getting the infrastructure going and getting people into small daily improvements? Yeah, I mean we're really pushing the ability for um, teams and individuals to have what they need to make improvements. So we meet people where they're at in different ways. We're pretty flexible. Um, I think as we're moving forward, again, we want to reach every different unit in uh, college on campus. That's almost 30. Um, and work with our partner campuses as well. And so um, we're continuing to evaluate what we offer and um, what what really the, the need is. The community practice we started was really based on people saying, you know, we want to develop this community. So mm -hmm. we're gonna keep pushing um, to expand those, those opportunities for whoever wants to engage. If someone has questions and they'd like to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. Um, they can on LinkedIn um, or through my okay. email. Um, I don't know if you share that information. Yep, I can. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want me to share, I'll definitely put in there. That's I've got your LinkedIn link because I think that, that's how we connected. Great. And then, okay. yeah, if you want to give me whatever email address you'd prefer. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. This yeah, is really, really interesting and it sounds like a really cool program. Are you interested in learning more about Lean and Six Sigma? Or are you looking to expand your existing skills to apply them to environmental impacts at your work or in the local community? Check out our free online course called Lean Six Sigma and the Environment on thinkific.com. We'll teach you about the Lean Forms of Waste and Waste Walks, which stands for Water, Air Emissions, Solid Waste, Toxins, and Energy. We'll go over examples of reducing electricity and solid waste, teach you how to involve your facilities and environment safety and health personnel. We'll provide guidance on how to green your 5S and Lean Kaizen events and many other tools specific to finding environmental opportunities. Learn more at lean six sigma environment.org.